0: That was awesome! Wow, that was great. Hey, we're pumped to have you guys here today. Uh, great to have you guys here. Um, if this is your first time with us, uh, my name is Mark, and I'm the lead pastor here at Summit. And hopefully, when you guys walked in, I think Tim might have mentioned this to you, but we just want to say it again because we uh, we really value these things. Uh, so uh, to repeat things is 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 helpful. When you walked in, you should have got what we call a connect card. Uh, if you'll fill that out. Um, And and right now, if you look on the back of that, you see, we give you a lot of space to indicate any decision that you're going to make today, any way God is working in your life, anything that we can really pray for you about, we want to know about it today. And in just a few moments, when we take up the offering, uh, you can just put those in the offering plate. We are excited to have you guys here. And uh, and I'm going to pray, and uh, we're going to jump in. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that, God, you are here with us today. God, I thank you that, Jesus, you are right here in the room, and that, and that, Jesus, your love is, is constant for us. And, God, I pray for people right now who may be far from you. God might not even be aware of your love for them, Jesus. Maybe they just came this morning and that's what they're really searching for. Or, God, people that don't have a relationship with you, they just thought they were going to come, but really that is what they're searching for. God, I pray for the, the person that has, has a, a deep, deep walk with you today. God, that when they leave, they would leave aware of your love. They would leave with a fresh vision of their life, the vision that you have for their life. And so, God, I pray that you would come and that you would speak to us today. God, that you would move in an awesome way. Father, we love you in your name. Amen. If you've got a Bible, you can open up to John chapter 13. We're going to be in John chapter 13. But, but as you're turning there, I think that um, one of the things I want to celebrate this weekend, if you've been uh, coming for the past couple of weeks here to Summit, you've heard us talk about something uh, called Servolution. And Servolution was, it's, it's an opportunity for us to take outside of the walls uh, what we do here. Because God doesn't want what we do here. He doesn't want that to end when the service ends. He wants us to take it outside of the walls. And so Servolution has been an opportunity uh, for us as a church to get out, to make an impact, to serve our community. Uh, This uh, past weekend, past few days, several of us have been going around trying to get the word out uh, about our Easter uh, services. And and listen, there's some more opportunities for you coming up this week. Had some people ask uh, actually yesterday uh, about the basketball court that we're going to put together at Walkertown. We're going to finish off. They've got a half court. We're going to finish that off for them at the Walkertown Apartments. We have not done that yet. The city is going to come and flatten out that area. Uh, Long story short, if you wanted to be a part of that, you thought you missed it, you haven't missed it. Uh, Details for that will come out hopefully this week if we can get that ready to go. Uh, Then Saturday, this coming Saturday, is the world's largest Easter egg hunt. All right, now we're doing that. Last year we had 500 people at the world's largest Easter egg hunt. Our goal is 8,000 eggs. That's a lot of eggs. That, you better bring a big basket you come into the world's largest Easter egg hunt. That's a lot of eggs, and so we need we need eggs. But here's what we want: if you want to help out with that, you be at Perry County Park, which is where it's going to be at eight forty five Saturday morning. The event starts at ten. It's going to be an awesome time. Eight thousand eggs, inflatables, free food, giving stuff away. It's going to be an amazing time. If you want to help out? If you want to help make that event happen? Be there at eight forty five. Um, But I want to give you a glimpse of just some of the things that our people have been doing um, this weekend. I know there's several people here in the audience. You were a part of Servolution. And so I just want to give you guys that were not. You've had some things come up this weekend. You were not able to help out this weekend. Maybe you want to help out this coming week uh, with the egg hunt, some other things. But I just want to give us a a, a look at what you guys did this weekend and celebrate what you guys did. So if we can get the lights down and go ahead and uh, get that video going, check this out.
1: waiting for we've got a love the world is desperate for we will lead and take to your streets now's the time for us to
0: So we celebrate that, that you guys, over 1,000 door hangers, got the invite out to about 1,500 people. Listen, there's still more out there uh, if you guys want to go uh, to where you live, to your area. So you take some of those uh, with you today. But uh, so I want to celebrate that, celebrate uh, and anticipate uh, what I believe God's going to do here at Easter. And so, like I said, if you've got a Bible, I want you to open up your Bible to John chapter 13. Uh, today and as I was thinking about servolution, uh, getting being the church in the world, getting outside of the walls, taking it on in our lives, uh, thinking about that, thinking about what we believe God's going to do here in the next couple of weeks at our Easter services, uh, really the word that came to my mind is the word focus. Focus. That may seem out of left field. You may think, well, that doesn't seem what's uh, that doesn't come to my mind. But to me, the word that came to me is the word focus. And I don't know if you think about it a lot, but uh, focus matters, doesn't it? Focus is really important. Focus can, can keep you fixed on the things that really matter the most. Focus can keep you fixed on those things. And if you lose focus, you might begin to drift towards things that aren't ultimate. You might begin to drift towards things that are fine and good but they're not the best things and focus keeps you focused on those things it's important and you know you know that, if you were to be honest, you know that as individuals, it's easy to lose focus, isn't it? Isn't it easy to lose focus as an individual? I mean, how many of you, man, you started 2012 with some focus. You were going to do some things, you had some resolutions, this was going to be the year you nailed some stuff in your life, and here you are towards the end of March, and that's been, throw, that's been, you've walked away from that. Anybody? Yeah? You made some resolutions, and you've blown it already. There was a lot of focus, but then, ah. Maybe you walked away from it. Maybe something happened. We can lose focus. Churches can lose focus. Did you know this? Churches can lose focus. So that instead of it being about Jesus and, and people's lives being changed, it becomes about other things. Uh, I, that reminds me, I heard, a, I heard a story one time, and this is a true story apparently. I, I don't know if I've used this from the stage. I think I might have used this in life groups or something like that. But, um, but I knew a girl in college that told me at a Wednesday night business meeting at the church she went to, it's not a church around here, so don't think of any church around here, but at the Wednesday night business meeting she went to, there was a huge fight at this church, and the church almost split, and tons of people almost left, because they got in a fight about whether or not the toilet paper in the bathroom should go over or under. Seriously. Seriously. How can you fight over that? Because everybody knows the toilet paper goes over. Amen? Amen amen praise god praise god listen if you think it goes under jesus can change your life it goes over those people should have just known don't love the lord if you think it goes under but you can lose focus i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding jesus loves over and under people um you can live that as life changing um but you can lose focus And so what I want to do today and then next week is I want to help us keep focus. Because I'll be honest with you, church, I think that we have not lost focus. Man, I think that you guys are really focused. I think that you guys are motivated. When we tell you to invite your friends, you invite your friends. We give opportunities like Servolution. You come Friday night. Friday night it was raining. We we were like, nobody's going to come to this. We had about 20 people come in the rain to do that. Listen, that's focus. And so I just want to help us keep focus today and then next week and today here's what i want you to do here's what i want to do i just want to give you one idea today and so if you're taking notes you're you're keeping score here's the one thing i want you to leave knowing today here it is jesus doesn't simply want us to go to church he wants us to be the church jesus doesn't simply want us to go to church he wants us to be the church and we're going to see that, I believe, out of John chapter 13. So if you've got a Bible, you can go ahead, and open up to John chapter 13. We're going to walk through these verses. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, uh, then the words are going to be up behind me on the screen, free of charge. We're not going to charge you anything that we put those up there behind, you to, behind me today. But if you have a Bible, John chapter 13. And here's what you need to know about John chapter 13. This is a big moment for Jesus. This is a a really big moment in the life of Jesus. And so, John, we're going to read through the first couple of verses. John just stacks the deck because he wants you to see, wow, something big is about to go down. Watch what he says here. He says, John chapter 13, verse 1. Now, before the feast of the Passover... When Jesus knew that His hour had come to depart out of the world to the Father, He knew it was time to go to the cross. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray Him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hand, and that He had come from God and was going back to God. Stop right there. That's big! This is an epic moment in the life of Jesus. I mean, if you're making the Jesus movie, if you're making a movie about Jesus, it's at this part where where you get a tight shot of Jesus' face. The music swells up. You pan back and you get a shot of the disciples because something is about to happen. What is about to happen? There's a big moment on the horizon. Something's going to happen. What is it? And John says at the beginning of uh, verse 4 that Jesus rose from supper. Oh, snap. It's on. He, he knows it's time to die. He knows the devil's in Judas. He knows he's running the show. He gets up from the table. Bam. What's he going? He's probably going to go punch the devil in the throat. Or something. This is going to be epic. This is, gonna, this is action Rambo Jesus. I'm in for this movie. I'm in for this movie. Let's see what he does. This, I bet this is going to be amazing, action-packed. What's he going to do? He lays aside his outer garments and taking a towel, ties it around his waist. What? Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around it that's a twist that that that's not what you expected to happen this is an epic moment in the life of jesus he knows that in just a few hours he's going to be killed he knows that the devil has come into one of his original 12 judas and he knows that judas is going to betray him he knows that the father has given him charge over all things in the entire universe and what does he do he serves people. He stands up and he takes his garments off and he ties a towel around his waist and he takes a bowl and fills the bowl with water and then he begins to go up to each of the disciples and bend down in front of them and wash their feet. And he even washes Judas' feet, knowing what he knows. And here's what you need to understand. To wash somebody's feet in Jesus' day and age, this was the lowest of the low job that you can have. If you wanted a reputation, if you wanted some influence, if you want people to come to you for wisdom and people to think, man, that guy's got his act together, you definitely don't want to be a foot washer. Only slaves in this day and age were foot washers. This is for the lowest of the low. And here's the Son of God washing feet. And so he goes and he's, he's washing the disciples' feet. He washes Judas' feet. I'm sure that was awkward. And then he finally comes to Simon Peter. And man, I love Simon Peter. I don't know if you ever thought about which one of the disciples you can relate to. But man, I relate to Simon Peter. Because Simon Peter, if you read the Gospels, what I love about Peter is that he shoots first and then he aims. Man, I just relate to that. That's up my alley. And so I love what Peter uh, says to Jesus in verse 6. He comes to Simon Peter who says to him, uh, Lord... Do you wash my feet? You're going to wash my feet. Jesus answered him. What I'm doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. I love what Peter says here. Peter says, you shall never wash my feet. You're Jesus. You don't wash feet. You make feet because you're God. That's what you do. You you don't wash feet. You ain't washing my feet, Jesus. You're better than that. And I love what Jesus says here. Jesus says, verse 8, Jesus answered him. If I do not wash you, You have no share with me. So Peter says, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Oh, gosh, Jesus, well, then let's take a shower. Let's do the bath. Let's go. And so Jesus begins to wash his feet, and Jesus talks. He says, verse 10, Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean. Means means he's forgiven him for his sins. You're clean, but not every one of you, not every one of you, has a relationship with me oh oh, no there's one in the posse who's about to stab me in the back for he knew who was to betray him Wow, he knew Judas was going to do it and still washed his feet that was why he said not all of you are clean verse 12 when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place he's done puts his garments back on he goes back to the table and sits down and he says to them do you understand what I've done you call me teacher and Lord and you're right So I am. If I, then your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. Underline that word example if you've got your own Bible. I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Verse 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them see what Jesus is doing I believe is Jesus is telling us in this passage this is what he wants the church to look like and 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 he says to the disciples he says guys listen I've washed your feet and I've given you an example to continue to do what I just did for you I served you you go serve other people and Jesus isn't just telling this to the disciples he's telling this to every church throughout the history of the world until he's coming back He's telling that to us, Summit. He's saying, I'm telling you the way that I want church to look, is what Jesus is saying to us. And I believe that if we're going to be the church that Jesus wants us to be, if we're going to make the impact that we believe Jesus wants us to make, I believe three things need to be true about us. If we're going to be the church Jesus wants us to be, I think that there needs to be three things true about us, and Jesus tells us these things, In this passage here's the first one if we're gonna be the church we need to run to the mess if we're gonna be the church we need to run to the mess um some of you're gonna get offended at this and it's too late I got the mic um but you you don't have to you don't answer this out loud but but can we all just agree for a moment that feet are nasty can we just praise the yes amen revival just broke out can we just all agree that feet tend to be nasty? Now, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know some of you are in here and you're thinking, whatever, not my feet. Listen, listen, listen. If that's you, if you're here and you're convinced that everybody else's feet are nasty, your feet are not nasty, I just invite you right now, take your, take your shoe off, take your sock off, stick your foot in your neighbor's face and get a second opinion. Go ahead and do that because we want to watch. I'm willing to take that moment out because I want to check that one out. All right? feet tend to be nasty all right especially these feet because listen these disciples are not walking around sporting nikes they're they they're not walking around with shoes on maybe a strap of leather but most absolutely nothing on their feet and so listen wherever they walked it was on their feet dirt dust this is an agricultural based society there's animals everywhere so don't step in that I can't help it it's all over man look between my toes. um yeah that's on there this is a mess this is a mess and, and do you know what Jesus does did you see what Jesus did he gets up intentionally and goes to the mess and listen, everywhere you, this is the only time he does it. Everywhere you see Jesus in the Bible, he always goes to the messy people. He always goes to the people possessed by demons. You, don't act like you don't know those people. You, they're your relatives. He always goes to those people. He always goes to the people whose, it seems like their life is falling apart. He goes to people who are involved in things that are so scandalous you can't even mention it. And everywhere Jesus goes, he goes to the mess and listen if we're gonna be the church we can't run from the mess in people's lives we need to run to the mess in people's lives we can't run from messy people we need to run to messy people because listen here's what you need to know here's what you need to know wherever there are people there's a mess here's what I know about the room today here's what I know about this room right now in this moment this room is a mess you know why I know that cuz you're here Yep. Because I'm here. Wherever there are people, there's a mess. I mean, is there anybody in the room that's going to stand up and look at every single area of their life and say, it's all together, it's all I'm doing great in every single area? That person is not here today. Wherever there are people, there's a mess. I mean, listen, I don't know a lot of you here today. You might be here and you're looking for the perfect church, right? The perfect church. Listen, listen, if you find the perfect church, don't join it because you'll mess it up. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Why? Because you're a mess. Because I'm a mess. And here's what Jesus did for me. I was a mess. I still am a mess. And you know what he says to me? I'm not going anywhere. I'm in. And so the church needs to have the same kind of mentality. People with addictions, we don't run from them. We run to them. People whose marriages are falling apart, we don't run from them. We run to them. People who feel like they're stuck with no hope, we don't run from them. We run to them. Why? Because we're the church. That's what the church does. Because that's what Jesus has done for us. We run to the mess. Listen, the church is not supposed to be some museum where we come together and look at each other and we admire how we have it all together. The church is a hospital for broken, messy people, and he is putting us back together. That's what the church is. And so if we're going to be the church, we need to be just like Jesus and run to the mess. That's why, listen to me, I don't care where you're at this, this morning, I don't care what you've been through, I don't care what you've been doing, you're in the right place today. You're in the right place today. I don't care what you did last night, you may have, may, you, maybe you partied a little too hard at the mix. Oh, y'all didn't think I knew nothing about that, did you? Y'all didn't think I knew nothing about that. I know about that, all right? You walk in smelling like the club. Well, then you're in the, good, you're in the right place. You're in the right place You don't have to go out and put on your Sunday best You come as you are because Jesus is ready to take you Just as you are to a place You never thought you could go And make all things new in your life And the church Church needs to be the same way We don't run from the mess We run to the mess Second thing we need to remember If we're going to be the church Jesus wants us to be Is we need to remember It's not about us we need to remember it's not about us i mean here's what i love about jesus you can see this in verse uh verse 16 verse 16 says this truly truly um you know you, do you know what the bible means when it says truly truly it means it's true um i'm just seeing if you're awake that's all i got um truly truly i say to you watch this watch this a servant is not greater than his master Nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Jesus says this Hey guys, I'm the master and you're the servant. Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. You don't think you're the exception, do you? A messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. In other words, it's not about us, it's about Jesus. In other words, it's not about us, it's about Jesus and the people who don't have a relationship with him yet. See, what I love about what Jesus does here, we saw it in the beginning of John chapter 13. Jesus had some deadlines. His hour had come. In just a little bit, he's going to the cross. He had some, some things going on in his life. The devil had just filled Judas. And he still serves. He still has the mentality at the core of who he was. It's not about me. But it's easy to make it about us, isn't it? Isn't it easy to make it about us? It's easy. Just take church, for example. It's easy to make church about us, isn't it? Right? Easy to make church about us. So you walk into church every single Sunday. Maybe you don't go to church. Maybe this is what you uh, walk in with at your church. You walk into uh, church every Sunday and you are thinking, "Mm, music better be good today. Mm, Sermon better be good today. You get in the car afterwards and you say, that music was all right, but that sermon, I don't know about that sermon. He should have got some more sleep last night or something. We might have to find a new church. It's easy to make this about us. It's easy to make our lives about us, isn't it? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the day that you die. It's easy to get to the end of our life and look back and realize that we're going to lose every single thing that we live for because we spend our lives trying to build our own kingdom instead of living for the one kingdom that matters, Jesus' kingdom. It's not about us. Listen, let me tell you, let me tell you how, to, how to keep in front of you. And I struggle with this too, so this one's for me. Let me tell you how to keep in front of you the, the mentality and the thought, hey, it's not about me. This is how you do that all the time. Always remember this is a privilege. Always remember that this is a privilege. Always remember this is a privilege. Listen, thank God that God doesn't give us what we deserve, right? Because listen, if God gave you and me what we deserve, we'd all go to hell. That's what we deserve. But this is a privilege what we do here. That's why our first core value as a church, we won't take this for granted. It's a a privilege to come and to worship Jesus, isn't it? It's a privilege to come and, and sing songs to him. That's why when one of the lines connects with you where, man, God is just moving in your heart during a song, you should lift your hands. You should lift your hands. If you're Baptist, you do this, right? But if you, you can lift your hands, you, you should clap if you get excited about it. The, if, the, if the sermon is good, you should say amen. Even if it's not good, say amen because it helps me out. But you should, do, you should do that. Why? Because it, it builds into you, hey, we don't deserve to be here. This is a privilege that we get to do this. It's a privilege that you get to go to school where you get to go to school at. It's a privilege that you've got that job. You might look at that job and you think this job's a dead-end job. It's not going anywhere. But listen, you don't see what God sees about your job. What if God's got you there because He's going to use you to make an impact in somebody's life? He's going to use you in that workplace. It might look like a dead-end job to you, but your Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him. You don't see what He sees. It's a privilege. Just, Just to breathe is a privilege. Just to be in the seats today, it's a privilege. And when that's your mentality, it's easy to fall back into, hey, you know what, because this is a privilege, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you. Oh, that was weak. Look at your second choice. You must not have liked that person. Look at your second choice and say, it's not about you. That's good. That's better. Number three. Number three, and we'll wrap this up. Number three. If we're going to be the church that Jesus wants us to be, then we need to just do it. If we're going to be the church Jesus wants us to be, we need to just do it. I love verse 17. Verse 17 says this. Hey, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. If you know these things, if you know what I'm saying, then you're blessed if you do what I say. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want our church to be blessed. Is anybody here? Maybe I'm the only one. I didn't get any reaction. Does anybody in the room want to be blessed by God? Right? I want to be blessed. And listen, 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 listen. When I say I want to be blessed, I don't mean Jesus give me a Rolls Royce and enough money to take a bath in and all that. That's not what I mean. I mean blessed with a deep relationship with Jesus. I mean blessed to be used by him to impact other people's lives. I want to be blessed. And if you want to be blessed, he's telling you how to be blessed. Well, Jesus, how can I be blessed? Verse 17, do it. You're blessed if you do what I say. I think one of the hardest-hitting verses in the Bible is James 1.22. James 1 says this be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves meaning this hey listen if you just come today and you've heard this and you don't do it you're deceived because listen God doesn't want to just give you information God wants to give you transformation I don't want to inform you he wants to transform you he wants to make all things new in your life. And so, if you know what I've said, Jesus says, then do what I've said. So, what's He telling you to do today? Some of you, you know somebody who's a mess, right? And God has just been tugging your heart about that person. And you know that if you reach out to them, it's going to be inconvenient. It's not going to go good for you. But you just can't shake this feeling that God wants to use you in, in their life. But they're a mess. Listen, do it. Reach out to them. Some of you, there's somebody in your life that you know Jesus is telling you, hey, you should invite them to the Easter service. They'll come. You should invite them next Sunday. They'll come. And you've been scared. You've been trying to put it off. Just do it. He's telling you, hey, you should tell them about me. You should tell your friends about me. And you've been scared. Just just do it. Just do what he says. Because church, here's what I want you to see today. Don't check out yet. I I want you to watch this. In just a few minutes... We're done. In just a few minutes, you're dismissed. But when you walk out those doors, don't think you're leaving church. Because when you walk out today, you are not leaving church. Instead, when you walk out, the church is leaving the building. You say, What do you mean? You're the church. You look in the Bible, the church is not a building, the church is people. Number one question we get asked is, hey, when are you going to build a building? And that's a good question. And, oh, and, and my answer is, I don't know. Um, some of you are like, I don't know. If you are taking a bath in money, let's meet afterwards, and we can probably answer that real quick. Um, I'm just saying. Um, but, but I don't know. But here's what I do know about that question. You want to know where Summit is located? Teenagers, Summit... Is located in your school. When you walk into that room. And you sit next to that person. And you know they're going home to a family that don't care about them. You know your whole school's written them off. But God's laid them on your heart. To reach out to them. To put your reputation on the line. And to love them. And to serve them. And just one small act changes their life. That's where the church is. The church is wherever you work. The church is wherever you work and you know that person in the cubicle next to you. You know that person that works in the field next to you. They're, they're barely making it. They're struggling. And you were in that same boat and Jesus brought you out of it. And He's telling you, hey, go to them and, and just put your arm around them and say, I've been there and I'm going to walk with you through this because that's what Jesus is doing in my life. Listen, wherever that happens, that's where the church is. The, the church it's out there when you go to your friends and you invite your friends and God brings them and you bring and God brings them here rather and they get saved. That's where the church is. The church is right there in your neighborhood when you share the gospel with your neighbor and they bow their head and their heart and they give their life to Jesus. That's where the church is. And the church is right here. Why? Because you're here. And here's what I know. Here's what I know. I'm about to ask you to be extremely honest and vulnerable with me, all right? I'm just giving you a prep. That's just the prep job for it, all right? Here's what I know. The church is here, and the church is a hospital for broken and messy people, and he is putting us back together. And some of you, you look at your life, and all you can think of, wow, I'm a mess. I'm not doing well. really struggling right now. My marriage is barely making it. I don't know if I can be the parent that my kids need. If you're here, man, I'm really tempted to do something. And if I do, this is is all over for me. I don't know know what your mess is. And I don't need to know it because Jesus does. And I want you to know you're in a safe place. Some of you today, you look at your life and you say, I'm a mess and I need Jesus to come into my life for the very first time. I need to become a Christian. I need to repent of my sin. The Bible says that we need to repent of our sin. And repentance just means to change our mind. It means to turn away from the way we used to live and turn towards... Jesus, Some of you need to give your life to Jesus today for the very first time. You look at your life and say, wow, I'm a mess, and I'm telling you he can clean up your mess. You can walk out of here today with a new heart. You can walk out of here today with a brand new life. You can walk out of here today with eternal life. And I want you to know he's, he's paid every provision necessary so that you could have it today. And if that's you, then today, just do it. Just do it. Just do it today. Not next week. Not tomorrow. Just do it right now. Some of you, maybe you've got a relationship with Jesus, and there's a mess in your life. There's a situation in your life. And here's the problem. Nobody knows. Nobody knows about it. Listen. The reason that Jesus, one of the reasons that Jesus started the church is so that we could rally around one another and say, you are not alone. You are not alone. So today I want to give you an invitation to let you know you are not alone. I want to give you an invitation today. ask you to make a decision that maybe for the very first time will change your life, radically change the direction that your life is going in. But for some of you, what you're about to do in the next few moments will be the fuel, all you need will be the fuel to keep you going and you won't give up. Because you're going to see you're not alone. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this moment right here, right now. And God, I pray that we wouldn't be thinking about lunch, that we wouldn't be thinking about the basketball game, that we wouldn't be thinking about anything else but this moment because this this is a big moment. God, I pray that you would give us honesty and humility. And, and God, that we would just be vulnerable right now. God, that you'd move in a big way. This is the church. I haven't come to some event. I haven't come to listen to some songs and some speech. This is the church. So let's be the church. With every head bowed and with every eye closed. Some of you, right now, if you know that you need to have, give, a, give your heart to Jesus. right now and you stood before god i want to know what happened to me when i changed jesus i'm going to count to three and i want you to raise your hand one two three raise your hand right now one hand uh anybody else praise god for that hand that's up right now praise god for that hand anybody else anybody else Listen, here's what I want you to do. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you know that you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, then right there where you're at, I want you to stand up and I want you to head to the back of the auditorium. There are people there right now who want to pray with you, who want to encourage you, who want to help you know what to do next, take that next step. If you just raised your hand or if you know you want to begin a relationship with Jesus and you didn't raise your hand, you've got questions about it, get up and go right now. Just get up and go right now. Just get up and go right now. Don't don't get to the car and wish you would have done it. Just do it right now. There's people there in the back. You get up and you do this. But here's what I know. I know that there are people in the room, there's probably a lot of people, probably most of you, have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you look at your life and say, wow, man, I'm really struggling with something. Here's what I want us to do. And I've done this before here a long time ago. But here's what I want us to do. This might be a little bit inconvenient for some people, but it's worth it. I'm going to ask you, if you're here and you say, Mark, I, would re- I really need prayer about a situation in my life. I really need prayer about something. I'm going to ask you to stand up. You don't have to move. Just stand up. And, and other people around you, I'm going to ask, if somebody next to you stands up, somebody close to you stands up, would you just go to them, put your hand on them? Say, hey, you're not alone. Pray with them. But let's encourage one another. If, you're, if that's you right now, just stand up. Stand up right now, wherever you're at. If you say, hey, you know what? I've got an issue in my life. I need prayer right now. Go ahead and just lay your hand on that person next to you. People are, stand, people are standing up right now. You do it. You do it. And listen, if you're, you look around and if somebody's standing up, don't let them stand up alone. You go to them. You get out of the aisle and you go to them. You get out of the aisle and you go to them. You inconvenience yourself. Jesus inconvenienced himself for us. But if you say, hey, I want somebody to pray for me. I want you to stand up right now. You're in with the church. This is a safe place to do stuff like this. Nobody in here has it all together. Maybe you're here, this is the first time you've ever been to church, and you're saying, wow, I've never seen anything like this. That's because this is the church, and this is what we ought to be doing, loving each other, praying for one another, encouraging one another. You just get up and move if you see somebody standing up. If you're you're here, you want prayer, say, man, I need some encouragement. I'm not doing well right now. I want you to stand up, and somebody's going to come to you. People are standing up. People are being prayed over. If you're still sitting down i want you just to continue to pray pray for those people that is that are standing up pray for those people who raised their hand and gave their life to jesus today for the very first time if you need to go to the back we've got people in the back you just go right now you just go right now you're not gonna regret it let's be the church that's why we're here Jesus, I thank you that you've given us one another. That we don't have to go through this life alone. That that you are with us and that we are surrounded by people who are with us today. And God, there might be people here. I know that there are people here who who are thinking, man, I should have stood up. I should have went back there. I pray that before they go to bed tonight, they'd reach out. I pray that they'd flip that card over and write on the back of it, man, I need some prayer, I'm really struggling. Jesus, thank you for the church. In your name, amen. Man, praise God. Church, are you thankful that we get to be a part of this? Are you thankful that we get to be a part, that this is a privilege and that God's brought us together so that we can love and encourage one another? Hey, I just want to love and encourage you who stood up today. Listen, listen, if you stood up today, you made a decision the right thing today. You have got no regrets today. You did the right thing today. And if you have made a decision today, maybe you raised your hand, you didn't raise your hand, here's what I want you to do. Flip your card over, flip your card over, and, uh, and write down on the back of your card the decision that you've made. All right? Here, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm changing, the, I'm flipping the script, I'm changing the script. Our ushers are in the back. Let me get two of you lined up on that side, two of you lined up on this side. Man, we went, we went way over. Somebody in the room starving to death, and if we don't let them out right now, they're going to eat somebody else. We went way over. So you guys just line up in the back there, along the back part where everybody walks out. Two on one side, two on the other. We're going to take the offering as you guys go out today. And our band's going to dismiss us right now. But if you made a decision, here's what I want you to do. I want you to flip your card over and write that down. In just a few moments, I want you to give that connection card to one of our ushers. Just put it in the offering plates. They're going to be standing there. We've got some, uh, some people in the back at our ministry area with free Bibles and things like that. You give it to them. But those cards, we want your cards. We want to know about the decisions that you've made. And listen, when you give today, when you give today, uh, you give so that we can run to the mess. Right? You give because it's not about us. It's about Him. You give because He says, hey, let's just do it. Let's just give our lives, our resources to the one thing that ultimately matters, the name and the fame of Jesus Christ. Let's just do it. That's why you give today. And so when you give, when you leave today, our ushers are in the back. You give as God leads you today. And, uh, and listen, man, we're so thankful that you're here today. We're so thankful that Rick didn't burn the building down. Praise God for you, Rick, that you didn't burn the building down. Look, you get applause, bro. You get applause. That's awesome, bro. Um, that was fun I wish I'd have been out here to see that Uh, but uh, hey listen we want to invite you back next week Saturday is the world's largest Easter egg hunt you want to help out be there at 845 you want to simply come to it bring your kids starts at 10 o'clock it's going to be an amazing time listen man we love you guys we are pumped that you're here you come back next week bring people with you let's stand up our band's going to dismiss us and you give as you leave today and and oh wait wait I forgot I forgot something. We got a free gift for your first-time guest. If you're a first-time guest, we got a free gift for you in the lobby to your right. We got a free gift for you. If you're a first-time guest, walk out there, say, it's my first time. Uh, Next Step booth, if you've come back, we, all that stuff out there. Life Hang out. Life groups are Wednesday night. You're in a zone, Rick. Um, you're all, you are on fire. Um, <laughs> life groups are Wednesday night at 6.30 right here, and you should be here. It's, gonna, it's an amazing time takes what we do here to another level. 6.30 Wednesday night for middle school, high school students, and college students, is at McDonald's. That is all. Love you guys. Give as you leave. Uh, don't forget everything out there in the lobby. Do. See you
1: next Sunday. Love you guys. Is your faithfulness, oh God. With the sinner's heart, you lead us by still waters and to mercy, and nothing can keep us apart. So, remember your people, remember your children. Remember your promise, O God Your grace is enough Your grace is enough Your grace is enough for me Your grace is enough Your grace is enough Your grace is enough for me. One more time. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me.